This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hi, this is Betsy Bell at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas coming to you from Renegade Talk Radio and from all platforms available across the internet. Now, today I'm going to put my audience through a trial. It is something that you will not have to take a test on. I know that made you feel better, didn't it? (laughs) I hated tests when I was in school. However, this is unfortunately something that I lost it on. And I'm warning you that it's kind of a drill that I'm taking you through. But I know you. I know you, my How Can This Happen audience. And you guys, you're tough. So hang in there because there's a point to this discussion. I was thinking about dysphoria. Dysphoria is defined as unease or general dissatisfaction. So that, my how can this happen audience, is what it means when the mainstream media tells you that you do not like your gender. It means gender dysphoria is uneasiness with your gender. I cannot express to you in words the rage that I felt thinking about this. The absolute internal anger that I cannot hold back from unleashing on you my brave audience. Mad Dog Red, I need you to step up to the mic. Hello, my how can this happen audience. This is Mad Dog Red. As Betsy told you, I am outraged and unfiltered. If you understand the English language, then you should understand that the definition of dysphoria cannot hold muster with what the media thinks you should do about it. Dissatisfaction is not a throw-down-the-microphone occurrence. Let me describe for you what general dissatisfaction means. And me, as Mad Dog Red, I don't experience dissatisfaction. I go full bore. I am dissatisfied when I buy a product that didn't do what it said it would, depending on what I paid for it. It could be a little more than dissatisfied if I paid more. I'm dissatisfied when a friend says they will do something for me. Oh, but something came up. Okay, I'm dissatisfied. When a scheduled appointment gets canceled, but not if it was just on the calendar, only if I had to set aside the time and move something else. Okay, you get it. But to say that your gender causes dysphoria is brain dead. First of all, your sex is male or female. It has nothing to do with gender. This is not an opinion. Mad Dog, 
Thank you. Okay, my friends, if you are generally uneasy, here's the big question. Would you go as far as to cut out your uterus? Would you cut off your penis? Then what? You don't like the way it looks? So instead of putting it back where it belongs, you cut it off? Now you're dysphoric and mutilated too. If someone is selling this, especially to an audience, what is their motivation? Money would stimulate you to sell genital, I can't even say it, would stimulate you to sell genital mutilation as a method of dealing with being uneasy with your parts. Who does that? Who is behind this kind of evil? You can't sell me that they don't get it. We are in Inflicting evil and debauchery as a method to obtain acceptance of our sex. Total mental collapse is no way to even describe the havoc that this is creating on people's lives. The fallout is unmistakable. I will get to that. If any parent allows their child to do this to their physical body, They should go straight to hell. I think any adult that does this to their physical body should go straight there with them. But if you are a doctor who vowed to do no harm and you do this to a human being because they're uneasy, stop. If you listen to sources that spout this kind of horror, Turn your head and the channel quick. Only subhumans nod their head in agreement to this. Changing your sex will not make you happy. And there is proof. Sex cannot make you unhappy, either kind. Unhappiness is a product of your own making. Being miserable was not a career choice when I grew up. If you look at the human body, it is a scientific wonder of epic proportions. The composition of your skin to protect your organs had no scientific origin. Scientifically, it cannot be recreated. Thus, skin grafts. The intricacy of your intestinal tract is heavenly. The body of how the beauty of your body and how you process nutrition is mind-blowing. The most magnificent of all is the reproduction of a human being. The egg and the sperm together create a whole human that is nurtured within the womb to become a whole brand new life. That is a miracle. If that does not cause you to ponder the presence of God, you will never know him. If you are not 
God-fearing, then you are subhuman and inhumane. My special audience, you know this, but don't let these subhumans take the world from us. We can stop this. I'm going to tell you a story of mutilation, and I will be brief. The reason for the story is to make sure that you get the point. We're all created equal, but nothing should interfere with our natural instinct to protect life. If someone stood in front of you and tried to push you off a mountainside, would you try to stop them with everything you have? Keep that thought. I'll be right back. I am going to take a thank you time out to thank God for all of the gifts that he gave me. Hang in there. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon. We are back. We just stepped back into the Double B Studios. I'm happy to say Betsy Bell here to give you a little more information. The last segment was a bit heavy, but this one kind of is too because I have to describe to you the difference between the actual happening of mutilation and what goes on before and after that. What did I mean when I said in the last segment, someone is pushing you off a mountainside? There are basic instincts in man. Preservation of your life is one of them. It is one of the strongest instincts in man. When I, oh, 20-some-odd years ago, I had a mastectomy. Okay, maybe a few more than 20 years. Really, I was young, but I never looked back. The surgeon scheduled a surgery and then told me to go see some plastic surgeons. Because the day of the mastectomy, he planned to have a plastic surgeon there to put in what is called an expander. Yes, that is what it's called. I know that some of you listening understand what it is. No explanation needed. Once they perform the mastectomy, they replace what they removed with a bag of solution under your skin. Later for this part. Now, as per usual, you have both removed at the same time, but I chose to have only one removed. My husband at the time announced at a dinner table full of friends as well as family that I was saving one. After all, he said, you could only use one at a time. You should have seen Mad Dog Red. She got really embarrassed. I went to three plastic surgeons and I thought they were all exceptional at what they did. I had only one that raised a bit of a red flag. One was a hand specialist by specialty. When I was in his waiting room, all the people there were in some makeshift form of a cast or a bandage around their arm and hands. I did not see one that didn't have their arms covered except me. 
When I spoke to him, he said that he had done some breast reconstructions, so I accepted his word for that. He also wanted to know how he was getting paid for the surgery. Yikes. After that, I had nightmares and there was a hand where my breast had been. Oh, when I got in the car, I just crossed his name out. The third surgeon had a huge reputation for breast augmentation mostly, but he was also reconstructive surgeon as well. But I was very impressed with him. He asked me if I had had radiation and I replied yes. He said, I will not operate on you for at least six months following a mastectomy. I thought I was going to gasp, but I, I swallowed that. Oh, I said, and why is that? He went into a deep discussion of what happens in a mastectomy is what it looks like after the fact. Because of the cancer, they have to remove as much tissue as close as possible to your chest, leaving a very thin, fine layer of skin. The expander is then placed under that very thin layer and fluid is added slowly to expand it. Yuck, too much information, TMI, we're moving on. I needed to share that to get to the point here. If you have had radiation, the skin must come back to its old buoyancy and to become healed from it. Then if you put the expander in, you don't have any problems with infection, no muss, no fuss. That wasn't the only problem, though. Really, no other doctor had explained this to me. If I put in an expander here, I'm going to have to cut the good breast down to reduce it to match the bad one. You will have two different sized breasts if I don't reduce the size of this one. So I asked him, is that like one foot's bigger than the other? Okay, you get the point. No was the answer. Anywho, what I ended up doing is saying, you know what? I think I'm going to heal from a very life-altering procedure. But I never told my surgeon that I had decided not to have plastic surgery on the day of the mastectomy. So he walked into the prep room and I was ready for surgery and he said, I thought you were going to have a plastic surgeon here. And I said, oh, he seemed really upset. But after consultation, I told him why I thought it was best that I heal. He was not having it. The surgeon said, let me ask you some very pointed questions. He went into depth and of what I would had to look forward to. Okay, so I said to him, but sir, my breast is not who I am. I believe I'm much more than that. And he seemed satisfied. He said, okay, let's do this. His concern was well-founded. And I found out you always have one advocate assigned to you from the American Cancer Society. And these are women that can mentor you and help you through all of what you're going through. Now, I had two mentors. It just didn't occur to me that women have a very difficult time dealing with only one breast. And definitely, it's hard mentally to deal with losing one or both. 
all kidding aside, you have to deal with being mutilated. What if it is by choice, not sickness? I was an adult, not a teenager. Many of my friends had massive complications from doing reconstruction the same day as the surgery, but I will never know if they had an easier time dealing with it than I did. I had difficulty with both. I think mutilation for the purpose of your health is acceptable to the human brain. You can grasp it eventually. To say that your health is affected by which parts you have so that therefore the answer is to cut them off is just unacceptable. That's like saying the baby is the problem with the woman's health, so let's kill it. I'll be back. I have a conclusion to offer. I know my audience. I just don't blare on and on without something for you. Stay tuned for What About Us. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I'm back. Betsy Bell at the Double B Studios in Las Vegas. And I'm here to ask you or to let you know that I'm thinking about us. What about us? We need to know what we need to know. We are not the figment of someone's imagination. We are the embodiment of what God made us, our heart and soul. There are some people who use their imagination and they use figments of it. So I'm going to prove my point. Botox, Botox, Botox makes the wrinkles go away. When a woman uses her imagination to paint a picture of the final product, it rarely comes out the way she pictured it. How do I know? Because no one could picture that. I've seen it. Too many of them. Women think that if a little is good then a lot more will be much better. We have all seen the result of that creation. Ew. It doesn't move. When they laugh or they talk, their face looks like a mask. It's porcelain. It stays right where it began. What about the pictures on the internet of women who had too much plastic surgery? Ew. They look like Freddy Krueger with a sex change operation. You can't change what God made. People have tried. Then they try to change who they are. Now, that really makes a mess of things. What's the point? I think we need a lesson in how to accept who we are we also need to be grateful for what we have. People are so angry today, especially Mad Dog Red. They don't realize how good we have it in America, despite what is going on, because most of us have never lived in those horror countries that everybody's trying to escape 
But I'm not here to give you affirmation. If you're conservative, you understand what I'm saying. But I'm here to point out the brutality of the left. They dictate. They're told what to do. They don't question what they see. Would any Republican administration that you have known don't think too hard? There haven't been that many. Have a head of health and human research services. Good heavens. Who would have a head, the head of health and human services, be a woman that was a man that became a doctor and then became an admiral, but her name is Rachel Levine? Too bad he should have stuck to Botox. That picture would have been a lot better. Would anyone on the right stand at a podium saying that crime has been greatly reduced in the last three years? When you can't even leave home today without a weapon? What inflation? They're telling you inflation is coming down. You're so stupid. Just look at your checkbook. But they think you don't know what your checkbook looks like. Why do they openly lie? I'll explain. You can't be something you're not. If you are, you are liberal. It has nothing to do with who you are. It's all about how you look and what people think of you and how you look. I will say this because people will look with favor upon me. I don't believe it. It's not who I am, but I only care about what the favor is that I get from other people. The moral high ground has become an ideology that you wear on your lapel. You've never experienced inner peace because you have to be on guard at all times to get the better of everyone you know. You do it by calling people out. You claim it's because you're just being honest. You tell people that what you think, but deep down you despise them and you look down on them. You think they're peons. And who let them in here anyway? True liberals are evil. And evil, my friends, is known for its cunning, never discount their ability to deceive. Watch as they tell you what they want you to hear, not the truth. They hate you, and they hate America. Watch their countenance. It's unmistakable. But when you know who you are, be not afraid. This world is temporary. It will pass away. The Bible says, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Let not your heart be troubled. It's Valentine's Day. I will return with another look at life soon. In the meantime, stay safe and keep your eyes on your six. My audience, you are the best.